I'm so happy that you're here. My guest today is a mom of two boys representing the area of Jamaica, Queens. She is a public school teacher and a creator of Deco Bookmarks. She gives us a little insight about her family dynamics, her thoughts about the pandemic and the public school system, and how she's trying to stay sane during this COVID-19 pandemic. I can't wait for you to learn from her. Hi, Anita. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I've been following you on Instagram and I see all your tips and tricks and all your lifestyle things that you do. And I'm very inspired by everything that you do. So I'm very honored that you have made that time to sit down and chat with me. How are you doing today? I am good. This Saturday is actually nice in the city um, out here in New York. And um did a good walk with my um, younger son and now um, preparing breakfast. So I told him we're going to get into the yard and get some yard work done. And then um, do the daunting test. He's going to stand on the line to get um, <laughs> for groceries. That's so true. So hopefully by later on this evening that the crowd will die down. Of course, let's hope so. So you're a mom I of two so. boys. So my first question is, is routine important to you or are you more like an open and free person? Um, routine is highly important to me, um, especially like when raising children, they need structure. Um, if you let kids go run wild, they'll do whatever. So we have a very structured day, which is it's a little bit loose here or there, but we have a uh, structured day. Um, if when school was open, um, they woke up, they went to school, they came home, they had a snack, they did their homework. And Wednesdays and Thursdays, Wednesday and Saturdays, they had karate. Um, they go to bed at a certain time, take a bath at a certain time. Because they, they need to know the importance of time. I feel like, you know, as I'm raising these children, I'm also considerate that they're going to be adults one day. And all of these steps that I in place in their lives hopefully will help them to be a productive adult. Wow, you sound like a, an amazing mom. So I can't wait for to get to know you more through this question. So how has your routine changed during the pandemic? Um, it's not necessarily changed that drastically because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, so I'm mandated to be at the computer for the longest. But um, the kids have online school, so they get up, we get up, we get the whole structure day started. Um, uh, what I realized is that once they get up and what I've been placed is that they must get ready. Like if they were going to go out, it's not they're dressing up to go out, but it's just like proper house clothes. They have to put on and brush their teeth, get themselves together before they get on the computer. Uh, and we've maintained that at 12 o'clock, we break for lunch and then they have recess, but it's like a little playtime. And then um, we reconvene and get back to work. And um, that's and then by, say, 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock, we're off the computers. They have their toys, they play. Or if it's really nice outside, they come outside or we go out. Um, but that's basically it. The only thing that's interrupted out has, you know, causes um, to go away. It's um, our karate. They're not involved in karate at the moment. Like any extracurricular activities, they're not involved in. But um, I don't keep them in the house per se, we're always out. So it kind of makes up for what they're lacking. Wow, okay, that's great. Um, we'll go into 
the teaching part in a moment. So I'm curious about what are some of your like bedtime routines to help you sleep? Um, I, my sleeping routine is horrible. Like I think I developed it from when I was in college, you know, staying up late doing papers and so forth. So everybody technically will fall asleep before I do. And I would just end up looking at some late night show or um, the news or something like that. And that's how I basically uh, unwind. I need everyone to just go away. <laughs> A little bit of private and me time, right? Exactly. So I noticed that you post a lot of things about health and fitness and trying to, you know, keep your body healthy. What can you describe for us like your favorite meal for breakfast, lunch and dinner? What would they be? One of, okay, so my go to every morning is avocados. Um, I do avocados toast, um, sandwich. Um, I love fried plantains and I love um, our smoothie. That's basically um, my morning routine. Um, try to keep it on the healthy side. Um, my go-to during it, I love fruits. We must have fruits. Our fruit bowl is full on the weekend, and it just it gets empty throughout the week, like right now. Um, but fruits is a staple in the house because um, I always feel and feel like the, the kids kids need proper food and proper nutrition. Being that, especially when, with all of this going on, you need to ensure that their immune systems properly well taken care of and it starts with the, you know the body so fruits I'm always picking up fruits fruits and water and how about lunch what do you guys have for lunch when you have your break time well, for lunch we will have a sandwich which is like mac and cheese or they'll do um, they like these little things bagel bites or we'll do a pizza um, just simple things because um, I try to make sure that your lunch is time, like same like school, like nothing too lengthy. You have like half an hour, 20 minutes to eat, and then you have the rest of the time for recess. So it's something something quick that I could prepare. And what's your favorite dinner? I love dumplings. I love the, the Asian dumplings. So I've been stuck on that. I like the vegetarian one, the kids like the shrimp one. Um, I just, I just like quick meals. So I'm not the one to stay in the kitchen too long. So to dumplings like, is always a good to too. <laughs> okay. Now, before turning in to record this chat, you were telling me that you uh, were working out. So what are some of the things that you do to take care of like your physical body? So first of all, lots of water, lots of fresh fruits. Um, I, now that the, um, the weather's warming up, I'm in the parks mostly every morning taking a walk. And if I'm at home, if the weather's not okay, I have my mat, my weights, and I do a lot of crunches, squats, a lot of toning exercises. Um, and I think that's, that's basically about it. It's, you know, I'm very, like, you know, I mix up my, my workouts. There's nothing like, nothing sort of routine, but I do every morning try to get in at least um, 45 minutes to an hour of just working out somewhere. But as I said, now that it's warmer, I'm more in the parks, just walking. That's great. I know, yeah. like, after I had uh, my first son, walking was the only thing, like, I wanted to do. <laughs> And that helped you so much. So even if you're not into working out, I think walking is very important. It is highly important. 
So how, how do you reconcile work time with like free time? You were mentioning a little bit at night that you want you want to take care of, you know, do your own thing at night. But on a regular basis, do you try to carve out any time for yourself? Um, usually it's like, usually Saturday or Sunday, what I would do is after I take care of the kids, I'll have my own me time. Not everything is closed. I'll do my try to do my nails, um, do a mini, uh, a mini facial, my toes, you just pamper myself um, once I take care of them. That's about it. Um, I've, I've been here and there going out with um, just a couple of friends because um, some of the bars, they have like the open, mm, open okay. cafe, so you could actually go pick up drinks, so you could go pick up uh, whatever you want and just walk and drink and that's it. That's great. That's, that's really that's, nice. That's the minimum that I'm doing. Well, as long as it's something for yourself, you know, you get to recharge a little bit. So now we're going to go dive into like your life as a teacher. What was your path into becoming a teacher? Um, somebody, sorry. So, um, ironically, when I entered, when I was in school, I went to business high school. So I technically had the idea that I was going to be a business person. I wish I, you know, I still have that passion to be business. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, what had helped me back was the math. Um, in high school, the math is very complicated. And as you go into college, it becomes more complicated. And once I hit, once I entered college, you, even though you don't think that a math course is associated with your major, it, it's, it's heavily, especially business, it's heavily associated with that. But anyway, the math just went just crazy. And I, um, it really dropped my GPA so bad. So I'm just, I remember I was walking down the, um, the campus of Brooklyn College. I was like, what, what am I going to do? This is, this is just not working out for me. Um, Tired to get an F, so whatever. So I was like, you know, let me see if I could try education. Because my mom, my, from, we're from Guyana. When she was in Guyana, she was an educator. I was like, let me see if I could try that. And lo and behold, I ended up switching from business to English. And thus, there I am. And that was it. But um, as I got into the profession, um, love it. It's, you know, I'm very passionate about urban education and it's, it, it, it is, it's more than a, I always say it's more than a job. It's a purpose. And no, that, that, that's what led me into education. It's just, you know, one obstacle led me into education. That was math. <laughs> <laughs> so you turn it around. Thank goodness. I turn it around. <laughs> so now that, how long have you been a teacher? Now it's 10 plus years. 10 plus years. So, you know, like, you know, like you had this, a lot of experience teaching and yeah. now with this uh, remote learning, like what is your approach? Because I saw a post on Instagram a little bit about like how you decorate your classroom like you take yes. so much pride and personality into it and so much love. And you I even know. did the emoji thing, right? Now that it's online. I know. <laughs> so what was like, what was that transition like for you? Like not seeing your students, now it's an online. Like how are you going to making that work for yourself? I think initially when everything went down, it was a, sh it was a shock. And I wasn't 
So I felt like in the beginning, we had ideas that something, some illness was circulating in our schools. Um, kids were getting sick and kids were staying out longer than the average cold or average flu. But, you know, it is what it is. It was, it was a, you know, the flu season, people are getting sick, whatever. But then when you saw other um, states started to close their schools, we were wondering, like, what's going on? You live in New York, they don't close schools at all, unless it's down to the inclement weather that you can't step out of your house. That's when they will close schools. Yeah. All right, schools are not closing, whatever. All right. And then when they decided to close it was Sunday night, I felt that was, that was the wrong thing. Because Sunday didn't give people a mental preparation for it. And Monday morning, you're like, like what, you know, both parents and students. So anyway, we we did go with it and um, we did, it was just, it was a crash course on learning technology and how to utilize technology to teach students. And if you weren't technology suave, you know, it was a little difficult. Um, learning different programs, different modalities on how to connect to students. And, you know, and then the biggest step for the school system is trying to ensure that everybody had the technology, technological um, device for them to access us. So once we got the ball rolling with it, um, everything, was, everything worked, it's working out well. You know, I'm able to connect with my students. I can see them. Um, you know, we teach and that's it's it, it is that's how it is but besides that my classroom myself you know it's full it's, whole, it's a plethora of hard work i keep a lot of trinkets from kids who have graduated um i think you know it's my classroom is my personality and i just like color i just on like a blank wall so the majority of my walls is covered with some form of kid art or decoration the walls is not covered i just can't reach it <laughs> i just can't reach it but everything else is covered and you know i was looking through facebook and i saw a, quite a few teachers had created a bitmoji classroom i said oh let me try and it was you know a little take little snippets of tutorials from here and there and i was able to try to put it together um to create something that I like something that's just relative to me. I haven't found a way to post it, you know, make it permanent on Google Classroom or one of those things. I'm going to try my best to see if I can. But, you know, it's just trying to bring fun. It's just trying to bring fun to do some of the, um, the kids. Because, uh, you know, I should say myself, I used to say, you know, I'm able to get out. My kids are able to do these things here and there. And there's, you know, there's a lot of kids who can't even, they're just stuck at five. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's um, such a like weird time right now. What do you see? Because a lot of people are talking about the new normal, like this is how our lives are going to be. But now that you're behind the scenes as a teacher, how do you see this playing out once you know schools open? Like, What are some of your ideas that you think would work best? Um, ooh, that, that's... Um live in New York, one of the largest school systems. Um, I, I don't, at this point, I don't know, because, you know, your classrooms are, are have, children, have tons of children, you know, 20 plus children. Um, teaching, is, teaching is a job where you have, you have to interact with children. You know, you can't teach me a, gla a, a glass cage or whatever. That's, you know, mm -hmm. college students are better able to handle that. But, you know, kids need to, and I, I was like explaining to my cousin, I was like, 
when it comes to school, you know, a lot of people think school is just solely education. It's, you know, it's half education, half social, socialization. And you, you can't have a school without socialization because that's where you teach kids how to socialize in the real world. Um, I, I, I don't, the only thing I would see is that, you know, kids will wear masks. We will be mandated to wear masks. But now, with the math, how to decipher what kids are saying underneath the mask, that's number one. The masks do have to come off one, um, if kids are involved in, you know, sharing an answer or group work or whatever. Um, I'm also thinking about, like, hallway, like, when kids are dismissed. The dismissed from the time school opens, from the kids arriving in school, there's always a crowd. From the kids dismissing, there's always a crowd. The kids are in the hallway, the kids are in the cafeteria, the recess, it's always a crowd, but that's the social aspect about school and how do you how do you dismiss that factor when it's highly important? Because you know, when I dismiss students, when we dismiss students, you know, although they're they're in school all day, so they're mandated by rules. Well when you're dismissed, you see the true child come out. You know, they run to their friends, they chit chat, they play around. And so forth. So, um, how do you? I don't know. It's it's a, it's a change of a life for a child. Like you're taking away a moment of their childhood. Yeah, so, I know. So, so, so um, difficult. I, as I said, there will be. An, I'm sure there will be a mass. I feel like you know more work will be technology based than rather than a lot of the exchanging of papers um, and trying to keep like approximation now the kids are aware of a lot of the, the technology that's out there to do the classroom I think more, more classes might move on to that okay thank you so much for your insight I know this is highly complicated especially when all the reasons that you mentioned like all the benefits the school brings Okay, now I would like to go to your a little bit more personal side. Uh, for me, you have a, you have an eight and nine year old, so for me, you have experience with children, but being with kids on an everyday basis. So I would like to ask you, what would be your advice to a new mom or a new parent? Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> that's that's my number one. Don't listen to anybody. You have to go with your gut instinct. And I remember when I was pregnant with my own children, you know, there was a lot of advice being swung at me here and there. I'll do this, I'll do that, whatever. And I feel like with motherhood, you have to make your own story. Uh, my story can be your story and so forth. I mean, I'll give you advice here and there, but you have to live your own story. I was sharing with someone that... Um, when you have a baby, before, when you're pregnant, the whole world is cuddling you and so forth. But when you have the baby, it's you're alone, up at night, there's no one there to pacify you, whatever. So you have to make your own story. How I birthed my kids is different from how you birthed your kid. Um, but um, one, and I think one, one of the main advice I would say to new moms, don't lose yourself in motherhood. Mm. I'd say don't lose yourself in motherhood. I, I feel like after a while you don't want to be known as your kid's mom. Like, oh, that's so so mom, that's so so mom. You know, besides that, you have an identity, you had a life before the children. Try to maintain that and you keep your sanity. If you used to, before kids, if you used to go get your nails done once a month, don't still do it. 
don't lose yourself because if you lose yourself, you just you just go crazy. That's so true. You give really great advice, and I hope um, we do what you say. Mm-hmm. Now you've been together for 20 years, mm-hmm. and what has those years taught you about yourself? Now that you're you're mentioning, don't lose yourself. So being in a partnership, what what has taught you? Um, I think um, understanding like. I, I, you know, for me, I have to learn a lot to compromise. Um, I was so, like, I'm my only child. So, growing up, it wasn't a lot of compromise on my part. But being in a relationship, I have to learn to compromise and understand other people's feelings and other people, um, others' ideas and so forth. That's my biggest, um, that's my biggest thing. And it's, you know, working on me, listening and not being so quick to, you know, open my mouth. Because as I said, as an only child, it's just, there's nothing, no one to combat, combat with. And the minute that I remember when I ended, when we entered this relationship, was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I have to learn. It, it's a learning process, but it's just compromising. Yeah, that's so true. And now you were, I didn't know you were an only child. So what were your fondest memories growing up? Um, as an only child, I have a, although I'm only child, lots of cousins who live really close. Um, going, one of my reasons, every time I went to, went to Miami with my cousins, like all of our parents centers and just in Miami, and we hung out, um, went to the pool, went to the beach, that, that was my memory. <laughs> every time I was in Miami, so that's, that's about it. Um, going on vacation with my mom and my family. That's that's about it. I have a, I have a pretty simple childhood. <laughs> that sounds Nothing lovely. <laughs> that sounds Nothing. so lovely. Okay, so to finalize, uh, what book are you reading? Any favorite song, movie you can recommend us? Okay, one of the books that I'm reading, I'm slowly reading it. It's called The Tattooist of Alcatraz, so I'm saying it wrong. So um, initially, last year, I had read um, a book called Hitler's Youth, and I was going to read it with my students this year. It's about um, about how, how Hitler used, utilized the young children as part of his army. A lot of people didn't know that. I was going to read that. But um, this year, I found the tattooist of Auschwitz. It's about a uh, people who were placed, the, um, the Jew, Jewish prisoners who were in place to tattoo the, the other Jewish prisoners that were coming in. It's a very interesting book. And it shows, the, like, I like to read, I like to read that. It shows the different components of that. Because I like to, like, learn about other cultures and learn about other his, about history that I didn't read about in school. And I just kind of gravitated towards the, you know, the different entities of what was happening during the Holocaust. I, um, that's a good book that I've read. Um, I'm still in the process of reading Michelle Obama's book. <laughs> it's taking me a long time. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it for now. But, you know, I have a plethora of books that I, I said I'm going to go through. Um, but it's, you know, trying to find the time to get it done because I'm, most of my time is reading kids work mm-hmm. it's so true so, yeah so that's, that's basically about it a favorite and, song mm, favorite song 
Um, What's the word? It's not. Um, I can't even say. You know, majority of the time, I'm in the truck with my kids. They control the radio. So anything you yeah, can they control into? the radio. So it's it's uh, it's um just uh, listen to jazz or something relaxing. But as I said, most of the time we're there, it's the kids that's controlling the radio. And you're fine with that. They have good taste. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with that. I, I, I listen to all types of music. It could be pop, rock, jazz, old, old schools. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen, any, you know, anything that catches my ear, I'll listen to. Okay, so just let the, uh, our listeners know about um, any, because you mentioned before that you were a little bit into business, and I know, like, you sell your bookmarks. Are you still yeah. doing that? So tell I us am. where we can find it. Okay, so you can find, I love reading, and um, my company is Deco Bookmarks, and you can find it at decobookmarks.com. Um, and there's a whole plethora of different um, eclectic blends of bookmarks um, for avid readers. And if you're not, get into reading, and um, you can check out my site. Okay, and what's your Instagram handle? Um, so I have two. I have. For um, this one is Busy Bee Parent, and then for Deco Bookmarks is Deco, D-E-C-O, um, bookmarks.com at, at IG. Okay. Thank you so much. So we'll leave all those links in the show notes. Thank, Thank you so you much so for much. your time. It was so nice chatting with you. I loved learning from our guest. My biggest takeaway from her was her advice on doing what feels right for you. Don't listen to anybody. That's what she said. So don't listen to other people's advice on how to raise your children, especially when you're having a bad day. Just don't do it to yourself. Please, now I would love to hear from you. Tag us at Parenting in Queens with your biggest takeaway from this episode. And if you'd like to be on the show, just send me a message through our Instagram. I wish that you are well and safe. Until next time.